this week on Matters. I'm back in therapy. Look, dude, just because you're miserable doesn't mean you have to make the rest of us miserable. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. Matters, Matters, Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I'm Matt Noss. With me across the table from me, I'm looking right in his eye sockets. It's kind of unsettling. Matt Rose! Woo! What's up, Matty? How's it going, Matt? Matt, I have to f- tell you, I'm in therapy again. Yeah, Back. that's good. That's good. Back in therapy, I found, I was listening to Andy Richter's podcast, The Three Questions with Andy Richter, okay. uh, which is fun. Uh, the, three, the three questions are, I believe, where'd you come from? Where are you going and what did you learn? They're the the questions that he would ask people uh, during the commercial breaks uh, during Conan. Oh. And uh, he always figured that he could uh, learn the most about people with those questions. So it's interesting. But one of the things they had was uh, I've been wanting to kind of get back to therapy because uh, once we had my daughter, uh, I realized – that I love my daughter and I'm happy my daughter is here, but there's other parts of my life that aren't working out okay. the way that I want them to uh, work um, <laughs> that I spend a lot of time at. And I feel like I'm bringing some of that home. Okay. That makes sense. And, it's, it's hard not to bring shit home. It yeah, really is. And it's kind of been going on. I don't think it's my current position's problem. Um, my current position is fine. I just kind of feel like I got into some bad habits with my last position okay. that are still carrying over and there's an overarching, uh, unhappiness that I have. Okay. And I also, this is fun. I mean, I like that I'm like just psychoanalyzing myself, uh, really quickly, but I was also at a place where I realized I was spending so much money on records and I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like it isn't. It wasn't a money thing mm-hmm. because I mean we can hash out as much money. I mean it's impractical to hash out. No, I, I you know I, I I understand what you're talking about. Do you think that you were using it as shopping therapy or something? In a way, it was just distracting. It was okay. like I was distracting myself. With it, not that I will stop buying records, but I feel like kind of identifying like I don't want to use the words midlife crisis, okay, but I am in midlife. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of changes right now, mm-hmm. and buying music was at one point in my life incredibly comfortable, yeah, it was a really good point in my or a real island that I used a lot mm-hmm. You know, when other things weren't going well. And I'm like, well, that was great when I was in my teens and 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you didn't have the responsibilities that you do now. Exactly. So it's, it was kind of like, wait, nope, this isn't part of it's for the right reason because I love music. Mm-hmm. And I, I love having records and I like playing records and I like having a record player and I love geeking out about 
equipment and yep. I talked to Chad and he's like, you need to get these speakers. And I'm grateful to my, uh, my father-in-law for the equipment that he's lent me. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm not happy with how the speakers sound. So I want new speakers and like, you know, there's, just, there's nothing wrong with wanting nice stuff. Never. But when you're using the want and acquisition of nice stuff to avoid other things, mm-hmm. th- that's when it's, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. And and that's kind of where I was at, where I'm just like oh, I'm hoarding mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. I'm I'm like I bought easily 50 records in the last 3 months. Easily. Wow. It's a lot of records. Yeah, like I haven't listened to some of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what are you doing? Some of them are sealed. Like still sealed. Huh. And I was like, that that's that's a red flag to me. Like, okay. So I was listening to the podcast and, it was, and I was like, I have a therapist that I was using for a while. Mm-hmm. But I haven't used her in about 10 years. And not that I wouldn't go back to her. And I also know that she doesn't do as much counseling as she used to. And I was like, you know what? I, and also, I don't know where she's working out of and all these excuses that I can give you. And then I found the thing that... Andy was talking about, which is called Better Help, I believe it's called. Okay. It's a website and it's, you know, all the privacy stuff that they you have to comply with for the medical mm-hmm. and HIPAA. yep, for HIPAA and it's certified and you get an actual counselor and it's relatively inexpensive for therapy. It's only like sixty some odd dollars a month and you get a fifty minute session. Hmm. Um and I paid I've paid less for therapy and I've paid more for therapy. Yeah, I typically pay more, but so it, it it's kind of quote unquote affordable and I needed to talk to somebody right now. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have time to to wait. So I, I filled out the uh, form and basically like that night a therapist reached out and was like, Hey, I deal with this kind of stuff all the time. And I had <laughs> So it's my, like the Angie's list of therapy. It really is. And then like I had my first session on Friday. Good. And it was just, it was just nice because, and I was really, <laughs> I probably laid it on a little too thick, um, but I'm like, you're the, you're a therapist, so I will tell you what I was working on prior, mm-hmm. just so you were, are aware, and here's what's going on with me, just so you're aware, and I believe in being transparent, transparent to a fault with my therapist because I'm trying to get better. Yeah. And if you don't have the insight of who I am, then I doubt that you're going to be... I always think of uh, Jason Mansukis was on You Made It Weird. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his therapist. And he is deathly allergic to eggs. Like anaphylactic shock. Yeah, if you, I, I think that you've told me that before. Yeah, And his therapist didn't know until almost like a year and a half in... That he was allergic to eggs, like deathly allergic to eggs. Right, right. And his therapist was like, you never told me that. I was like, oh, I thought I did. He's like, no. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> this is fucking everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything is tied back to your allergy for <laughs> eggs. <laughs> so I'm like... 
I, I just told her, I'm just like, if we discover it together or there's something I didn't tell you, it's because either I forgot or we learned it together in this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of like putting a name on something makes it less scary, turning on the lights. Yeah. Or, or being diagnosed with something finally is usually pretty cathartic for people who have gone undiagnosed for so long because right. now, now there's a name that you can ascribe, you know, the, there's not just a name, but there are symptoms and there are things that you can do to make it better or worse. Or if not, at least it gives you an idea of where you're going to go with it. Right. And, you know, it, I hadn't really, I mean, I think we we probably talk more than anybody. I talk to you more than I talk to nearly everybody in my life right now. Oh, wow. Because Catherine is so busy. Oh, right, 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 right. And, and we do two podcasts. And we do two <laughs> podcasts, so I see you more often. And then we'll play PUBG. <laughs> and then I'm talking, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so I may have said this to you, I may not have, but it was like, I I felt like I was no fun with my daughter, like with Rosemary, because I'm always trying to correct her or trying to help her not bite into electrical cable yep you know i'm doing all the things to keep her safe and it makes me feel like i'm not a fun dad which which may be true or not true that it's just the statement of it made me feel oh yeah like i'm not a fun dad and so (laughs) it doesn't matter what the truth is when it comes to perception Mm -hmm. because what you perceive is your reality. And when someone else tells you something contrary to this, it doesn't matter how trustworthy this person is. It doesn't, it, it, none of that stuff matters. If you're not in the place to accept that maybe your reality is not reality. Right. So going to an independent, unbiased source giving all of your information and they sift through it and they they bring out you know the the few nuggets of truth that they can and they present it back to you you know that's if you made the effort to go to this third party this therapist or whatever you have shown you are willing to hear what they have to say yes i could have told you if you if you would have told me I don't feel like I'm a fun dad, I would have laughed at you and I would have been, what are you talking about? Right. Because I you perceive yourself to be not a fun dad mm-hmm. because of all the things you just said of no no no, don't do that, or don't don't eat this, that's bad, don't put your hand here. But you're trying to keep your daughter alive. You're right. trying to keep your daughter from out, you know, from not cutting herself, burning herself, doing any of the things that any parent you know, wants for their kid. But I've also seen you with your daughter over the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. And you are always smiling at your daughter and you're always, you know, bumping her up and down and, and, and you're the furthest thing from the not fun dad, the mean dad that I can think of. I mean, you're at a point in her life where 
you know, she's going to be exploring more and more and more. And so you're going to have to be following her more and more and more to prevent her from getting her finger stuck in the door jam or, you know, any of those things. And I know that that's a difficult time for a parent because they have to be hyper vigilant. Like, I don't know if you saw the video of the toddler in China today. I did not. Okay. I saw the one where the toddler was on like the second floor and the Six. mother. Oh, okay. And the mother, and there was no grate there. Mm-hmm. So he f- went to put his hand and he fell over and the mother caught him by his arm. Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy. No, this was a baby had wandered out onto like a sixth floor terrace and was hanging. And the people below were like, oh, shit. Someone had the presence of mind to run and get a blanket. And they formed like the the trampoline, basically. And if they hadn't, if they had missed it by two seconds, the baby would have died or the toddler would have died because it lost its grip and it fell six stories. And they pulled it just in time. Baby landed. Baby was perfectly fine. Yeah, so... Your your instinctual fears for your daughter are very well grounded. Yeah, and well, I mean, I it, just, it, it's the same thing. Like you know, you know how unsafe the world is. Yeah, because you live in it just like I do. Yeah, yeah, and I've been injured a million times. So it, it is that thing of like it amplifies. It amplifies. It just amplifies mm-hmm. your own fears about the world and your own mortality. And then you're responsible for your baby and it amplifies that. And then there's the whole, I shouldn't judge myself on what kind of dad I am, but how could I not? I want to be a good dad for Rosemary. Mm-hmm. My wife says, my wife, uh, Catherine's like, you're, you're a great dad. You, She loves you. My mom is like, you're a great dad. You're playing with your daughter. She plays with you. She laughs at everything. You know, you look forward to seeing your daughter. Yeah. You, yeah, <clears throat> you are not someone that I think of as a bad parent. Right. And I'm not yelling at a toddler that they need to grow up, you know. <laughs> Just grow up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And I'm not going to be like one of those dads that puts a shirt on their kid that says, Daddy's girl. It's <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking gross. I don't know. I, I, I get upset. I'm not upset. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I get. I don't like the idea of daddy's girl. I hate mm-hmm. that. I just feel like Rosemary's going to have a good relationship with me because we're going to work on our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if she loves her daddy, I'm so happy about that. I could scream. I mm-hmm. love that. That's who wouldn't want that. But mm-hmm. I, I hate when it's just like, you gotta make sure you put some pro- she's your property, remember? <laughs> like yeah. that, that's what it feels like. And like I just saw a t shirt with uh it was like a preteen girl wearing a shirt with her dad shirtless and flexing on it that said, This is my dad. And it's like Bro, what are you doing? I to be honest, I think that shirt is hilarious, but not for the reasons I think they think it's hilarious. Right. He thinks it's hilarious to keep boys away from his daughter. Oh, I, I think that instead that's just keeping 
people away from his family. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're all like, he wants to fuck his kids. Well, not just that. It's this guy is out of his mind. (laughs) Exactly. I I just don't dig on that. I, I, you know, having a daughter has made me think about masculinity more. Mm hmm. Which I think is what it's supposed to do. Uh, well, I mean, having a wife makes you think about it. There's a lot of things lately that have made me think about, quote unquote, masculinity mm-hmm. and and myself as a as a man. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a corn dog when I talk about this stuff. But it's like <sighs> better a corn dog than a horn dog. You know what I mean? Right, man? Come on, <laughs> pussy. Let's get in it. Uh, <laughs> But but it, there is that part of me that is a horn dog. Like there there's a horn dog in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is a normal natural thing that's attracted you know to women. And yeah. then there's the other part of me that is like a completely different other part of me. Mm-hmm. You know, but I feel like it makes me examine it more. Well, that's that's good. If if you're not constantly reevaluating the things that you think and believe, maybe you should. Yeah. Because if if I had the same belief in whatever, let's let's say Bigfoot, right? Right. From the time I was five until now, well, I'm just not paying attention to anything. Right. I'm I am only believing the things that I want to believe, and I'm disregarding everything else. Um, you know, like the Earth being flat. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, I mean, I you know that's when I was a kid, and I know that when you know, I mean, we grew up at the same time. Um, all someone had to do was call you gay, right? And it was like it was fighting time, man. <laughs> And now it's like if someone called me gay, it would be like, "What am I coordinated? Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> it 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 doesn't have the same impact or effect because it's I don't. If you think I'm gay, I really don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I I like me. I'm trying to figure out why you would have said it. Like, not uh, out of confusion more than anything. Like, what? What did I like? I'm literally eating pussy right now. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it, it it's confusion. It would be like if someone confused me with, you know, a cat. Like, I I like cats. Maybe not. Let's cut that part. <laughs> I mean, but I know what you, I I know what you I get the shape of what you're trying to say, yeah. which is when somebody thinks when you're a kid. The things that can set you off. You're gay. You're dumb. You're fat. Those types of things that could throw somebody into a rage. Mm -hmm. When you give those things the power in your youth, you you have a possibility in your teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s to reevaluate that and take the power back from it. Mm-hmm. If someone were to call me gay today, I'd be like, okay, you thought I was gay. Literally, I had somebody say the first time they met me, they thought I was gay. Like within the, this year, in 2019. Oh, wow. 
somebody was just like, when I first met you, I thought you were gay. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm not, but I don't care. I mean, yeah. if, if I was gay, who cares? If I'm not gay, who cares? Yeah. Whereas if I were in my teens, I would have been much more like, am I gay? <laughs> you know, well, I, mean? I mean, there were people who thought we were gay. Right. In, in high school. Um, but like the, the reason why I brought up the, the, the gay thing specifically was just, it was a pejorative when we were kids. Yes. And now it's just a descriptor. You know, it's just this person's straight, this person's gay, this person is Jewish, this person is Catholic, right? Like, right. It's, and there it has a lot of the power in the negative sense of the word has been taken away. And I think that a lot of people have done that. They've evaluated, well, so why is this such an insult? Why is this bad? You know, it's not. Why am I getting mad about this? Right. And well, that's the thing. It's like when you say a word like that with all the hate in your heart, when you hear somebody say it with every ounce of hate that they have, it's still like it's more sad for you. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, oh, you're missing you're missing it. You missed it. Yeah. 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 Well, I oh, my God. Talk about fucking weird shit. Uh, I just beat Doom 2016 mm-hmm. and QuakeCon was last weekend. So I've been watching a lot of Doom stuff. Okay. And uh, so it's been on YouTube and it's just been rolling. I woke up to this fucking Doom as uh, ethnocentric, uh, board, like pro-ethnocentric Doom video that was like the myth of the melting pot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you fell asleep and you woke up and that's where it, YouTube took you? Yes. Yep, that happens. YouTube took me into white supremacy. Yeah, no, yeah. That, I mean that... And it was fucking coded. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And it, I was just like, dude, talk about dog whistles and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, "You're like two seconds away from saying Rewa. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. The, it's, it's fucking scary, and this was like on my suggested feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this is this is not new. I was um, I was reading an article last week, and it was about how seventy percent of adults have reported online harassment in online gaming and it can be traced to things as simple as you beat someone and they're mad about it to you speak with an accent go home foreigner like it can be anti-immigrant it can be racist it can be sexist like Especially if you are a woman of color, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) And it takes the form of bullying all the way to physical threats and sometimes to fucking swatting. Where if if you don't know what swatting is, oh, it's when no, I'm I'm saying for someone listening, if if you don't know what swatting is, it is when you make a fake phone call to the police 
saying that there's an active shooter, saying that there's a hostage situation, saying there is something happening in your house, and they send the SWAT team to your house. People get killed doing this. Because the cops come in, guns ready, and if you don't know what's happening and someone kicks in your door, you can get shot, especially if you have something in your hand. People have legitimately died from this shit, and they think it's funny. It's not. No. They, they think that making physical threats, threats of rape, are funny. They're not. And the thing is, a lot of these people would never do it in person. No way. Because they'd get their asses kicked. <laughs> but behind the behind the veil of anonymous or uh, anonymity, um, it's perfectly acceptable for them to do it. And the reporter you know started contacting some of the companies and the companies said we don't in any way condone this behavior we have moderators yuck, 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 yuck. um but which doesn't change it from happening doesn't in the least doesn't change it from happening at the least because the anti-harassment language that they had in the eula was boilerplate from like 2006 or whenever Twitter started, it was basically verbatim what Twitter's was. And it is completely inadequate to stop harassment. There's no punishment. It's just, okay, well, we're going to ban this username. Okay, I'll just come back with another username. Right. You know, I still have the exact same key. It's... It's stupid. I don't get why people have to do that. And I, like a fool, decided to read some of the comments. Oh, never read the comments. Most of them were in support. But one of them would be like, dude, I got harassed as a kid. I turned out okay. Did you? Yeah, I'm not sure you did. (laughs) You had to mention it in a comment feed. Yeah. I. Well, and, you know, the a lot of the people that were saying why don't you just man up and get over it the rest of the people are like you totally missed the point of this article didn't you you are probably one of the people you're a headline doing writer. it yeah you were you read the headline yeah here's the here's where my head lands on that is with with and i hate to say that louis ck had a good bit about it but louis ck had a good bit about it which was on the playground, if you said something shitty to somebody, you said it to their face and you saw their reaction and then you had to deal with the fact that you hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's enough to make them not do it anymore. Yeah. The bullies that I met that I was able to judo (laughs) verbally (laughs) judo out of things were expecting a negative reaction from somebody Mm -hmm. and all i did was apologize to them and you totally yeah you flipped the script on them they didn't know what to do and And so they they, no idea what to do yeah 
And because of that, I was able to walk away from a lot of weird situations. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember somebody dumped hairspray on you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, eh, okay, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> like, thanks. I think I even said thanks. And they were like, I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> I, I remember doing things like that and it just befuddled them because they want the reaction. They want the visceral reaction mm-hmm. because they're tough and they could probably, you know, like, I don't know how to fight. I still don't know how to fight. I'd break my wrists. <laughs> I'd break my wrists in a fight. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure. But if you got a hold of them, they'd be in trouble. But they would be in trouble. Because <laughs> I fight, brother. Fucking, there's no rules if I get into a fight. <laughs> I'm gouging your fucking eyes out. Um, anyway, uh, long story short, I'm glad to be talking to a therapist. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I go like every three weeks or so. Um, and I've gone to this particular one for think maybe five years and then before that i saw one for probably four um it's 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 worth the older i get the more i realize like i still am hung up on bullshit from my teens and childhood that i thought we're done. Mm-hmm. Like, here's something that I just kind of realized uh, recently. I got praised too much for not doing anything <laughs> because my dad liked me hmm. compared to my brother. Well, yeah, I mean, he like, was he was doing that to get at your brother, right? But in the long run, for me. That has fucked me up. Like, I realize that. And this is why I like this is why I need to talk mm-hmm. to professionals. And then I need this is why I need to talk, because the cycle that I want to break is that I put a minimal effort in and I get maximum <laughs> reward out. <laughs> like, But I also don't take the rest of the risk. Like I'm a classic three quarters in. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the hard work, and at the same time, not doing that last bit mm-hmm. that would take it over the line. Okay. Like with these podcasts, we are doing the hard fucking work. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. meeting all the time. Yeah. And I'm grateful for every listener that we have and everything that we have from the podcast. But realistically, at this point. We could be making some money off of this podcast, mm-hmm. off of Roach Coach, off, off of, of transmissions, transmissions, and I could be making some off of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would be that hard, comparatively, because mm-hmm. we're already doing the hard fucking work. Yeah, we're already meeting weekly. Well, not bi-weekly, but we're already doing it. Yeah, and I don't fully understand why I stop. I don't I don't know. Cuz like improv, right? Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to move to Chicago to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Because that was the risk. Moving to Chicago is a risk. And I can do it here and here is safe. Okay. And even though at one point like 
I should have gone to Chicago. Mm-hmm. There was a point in like probably 2005, 2006 that if I would have gone, like before I went to the Philippines, if I would have gone, I'd, I'd have a completely different life than I do right now. And I don't yeah. regret not going. And at the same time, like I was in it. Like I was as committed as I've ever, as I've ever been mm-hmm. from 2006 on, I was in it, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. Once I got back from the Philippines, it wasn't the same because I was a different person after the Philippines trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Catherine and I had a different relationship after that and yeah. everything, you know, things change and that's fine. And I'm not living in regret like, oh, I could have been Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson. Yeah. No. Motherfucking Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson are Sam Richardson and yeah, Tim yeah, Robinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. They work their ass off and they are two of the funniest people on earth. Like, Yeah, they're great. They're their own people. It's more of a – I don't want to live in regret. And at the same time, I have a lot of life to live. Yeah. So I would love to be able to <laughs> – clear off some of this mental baggage that I have mm-hmm. around things to because I do have wants and I think that kind of leads to my discomfort at work because there is a part of me that's like is this what I should be doing for a living mm-hmm. yeah if I if I stay here for another 25 years doing this will I look back at my work life and be like oh thank god I was there I mean it's work that needs to be done mm-hmm. well, I'd be like yep this was it yeah, the, the the way that I look at that, I see work as a means to an end, and that end is your life outside of work, right? You, right. you have to be able to do something to put food on the table. You have to be able to do something that puts a roof over your head, and... If you're able to do things that do more than just food on the table and roof over your head, you know, do it. I do I love my job every single day? No, because it's filled with people. And while I get along with most of them, there are people at every job that are there and they have terrible lives outside of work <laughs> and they want to they want to take someone else down a peg when they get to work so they are rude to everybody and i mean i'm not just talking about someone had a bad day i am talking about straight up fucking rude to people they stab people in the back they do all these terrible things and it's like why do you have to do that what can you imagine how much better everything would work if people just didn't do that shit and everyone realized if everybody works as a team we can actually get the stuff done on time on budget no one has to work weekends and everybody can come in and work eight to four nine to five you know whatever but you always have the people who say, oh, leaving early must be nice. The people who get in two hours after me and when I, you know, because I get in at like 
7.45 and I, I leave at 4. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially since I don't take a lunch. My boss has never complained. My boss's boss and his boss have never complained about my work. Dude, 8 to 4 is fucking solid gold. Yeah. But once in a while you'll get, oh, you're leaving? Hmm. And it's like, Fuck look, you. look, dude. <laughs> I have been in since 7.45 this morning. You got in around 9.30. You want to leave when I do? Get in when I do. Don't don't fucking give me this bullshit. You know, but I mean, that's that's once in a while. That's that's not really the person that I that I think of when I think of throwing out like bad, bad work environments. But there are the people who like it's like they live to cause drama at work. And I don't understand why those people do it. What are you really getting from this? They're getting something that's missing. Anybody who's like, I feel like I'm not an overly dramatic. I can be dramatic just like anybody, you know. But the people who add drama to everything just cannot function without it. Yeah. And it's just, it is not my frequency it is not how I want to operate. Me, like, yeah, I, I like I have a fairly clear work thing of I don't really want to be talked to because if you're talking to me, that means something that I've done doesn't work. And mm-hmm. you're going to talk to people are going to talk to me every day because there's broken shit everywhere. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like my goal is no one talks to me. Mm-hmm. That's a goal of what I do. Yeah. You know, because I'm a process person. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, if I do my job well, no one, bother- no one, no bothers, one bothers me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I look for where where things could be better and things along those lines. Um, but people who are looking for drama and office, office dynamics and politics and things like that, it's such a colossal waste of time because I don't fucking care at all. Yeah, uh, I what would, I what I do care about is when you stab good people in the back. That's what I care about. Because why? Why would you do that? You know, if if you made a mistake, cop to your mistake. Don't point the finger at everybody else. And this is just – I'm not even going to get into the ethics and morals of – of blaming other people for your failings. When you start pointing the finger at everybody else, you are painting a giant target on your back. Huge. So that when things fail and everybody else has had the finger pointed at them, all of them are going to point to you and say, you fucked up. Right. And when, you're pointing the finger at 10 people and saying, oh, this person didn't do this and this person didn't do that. And then you fuck up. Now it's not one person pointed at this person. It's 10 people pointed at you right. and said you fucked up. But, and it also speaks to your inability to communicate with people. The truer words have never been spoken than like 90% of businesses' relationships. Mm-hmm. It's either A, you create a name for yourself as somebody who can get shit done. Mm-hmm. And is easy to work with. So you form relationships fast because 
fuck, he he can get this done. Mm-hmm. Or you truly are just the people person who schmoozes everybody mm-hmm. and then gets into a position that they're probably not ready for and then falls apart there. And then either A, learns to leverage their relationships to fill in the gaps for themselves, which is good leadership, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or or you're kind of like the hybrid, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a huge problem with leadership f- from within for one reason. If if you are good at X and you get recognized for being good at X and then you get asked to be a leader, being a leader is different than being good at X. Yeah. Because your job <coughs> is no longer to do X. Yeah. It's to help somebody else facilitate X mm-hmm. in a similar manner. But multiple people and all the programs and everything else that's coming. Yeah, that's and that's you know one reason why I I'm not good at being a leader in a company, and I you know I found that out the hard way. Granted, I don't think I was ever really allowed to get past three weeks before I wasn't allowed to be a leader anymore. But I like doing X. I don't really want to do anything other than X that might change in 10 years. I might decide, you know what? I'm done with this, but I like doing it. And I, I I have no interest in moving away from that and having to deal with the things in business. I don't like doing. There it is. Yeah. Which would be attending meetings and and fostering relationships with difficult people i would i would much rather just get the requirements and build the applications <laughs> i get that cuz that's something that you can control and yeah. difficult people are uncontrollable yeah and they do you know, what they want yeah they do what they want and they don't care who they step on to do it and i don't i don't like that i really don't so uh, let's take a quick break okay And we'll be back with more matters after this. Welcome back to matters. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back to matters. Um, I almost wanted to be like, what have we learned? Uh, <laughs> what have we learned? Well, talk to people. Examine your beliefs. Uh, give up drama. Yeah. 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 And yeah, uh, there's, there's no point. There's no point. in uh, there's no point in making other people as miserable as you. Right. Like you, that won't make you feel better. Long it term. won't. All it does is, all it does is make other people miserable. Right, like, right. What, what have you really accomplished? What have you really achieved by doing that? Nothing. Also, save the drama for your, your mama, mama and, and push. <laughs> I believe is uh, what we were looking for there. We've reached the part of the show where we're talking about <laughs> what we're into right now. Uh, Maddie, do you have anything? Because I think I do. Go ahead. Um, well, I beat Doom 2016. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. I did that finally. It took a while. <laughs> So here's here's the thing that I wanted to bring up when you were talking about how you only do things three quarters of the way. 
And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen you beat a game three quarters. I've only ever seen you beat a game right. 100% and then go 115% and like go back in and beat every single thing that you didn't beat before. Like, you, I, I don't, you know, maybe you're talking about other things, but with gaming, you know, you, I, I never, I'm, I never, I'm also my harshest critic like anybody is. Um, I feel like it's just, hmm, that's a good question. I sometimes feel like I stop when I'm close. Mm. Um, and that's, I, that's what I'm kind of referring to. Okay. In video games, is video games is fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have a tendency not to quit with video games because I, I, I need to beat them. I need to beat them all. Yeah. Uh, but Doom 2016 is great. Um, looking forward to Doom Eternal, mm. which comes out in November, and it has a cool new feature. I think it's called Battle Mode, Oh, where you can play as the Doom Hunter himself, Mr. Doom, Doom <laughs> Guy, or you can play as two demons oh. try, trying to take out the Doom Guy. Hmm. Um, the Doom Guy is OP, so he will, on a one-on-one confrontation, take out a demon. No problem. But if you're wily with your partner, you can take out the hmm. the Doom guy, no problem. Hmm. Interesting. So it looks uh, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, the f- story is so convoluted. It is <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, but I liked the original where they were just doing an experiment and like they opened up a portal and hey, here, well, here it is. It's so stars. the story it's of 2016 demon. Doom is... Either A, the same guy from Doom 1 and 2 has been locked in a sarcophagus uh, in hell. And then the UAC, which is like the Yutani Wayland company, yeah, the Wayland, yeah. Um, decided to go to Mars to open a portal to hell to harvest hell energy. Oh, for crying out loud. And when they opened the portal to hell, they... F- the leader of it got corrupted by hell and the robot leader found the doom guy and brought him back. The robot leader. It's a long story. Dr. Samuel Hayden, uh, (laughs) Dr. Samuel Hayden found the doom guy. And, um, once he got released, he ripped and teared his way through the demons and beat the spider mastermind. And now we're, uh, in doom. Eternal. <laughs> okay. Where right. heaven and earth are going to clash. You have to understand, Matt, the Doom guy <laughs> is Hell's Nightmare. Yeah, he's so much of a nightmare. That's why they kept him <laughs> kept him in a coffin for the past. Well, they realized years. they couldn't stop him. So they worked out a plan to capture him. And then in capturing him, they didn't kill him, which makes zero sense. sense. I, yeah. I, uh, right, but right, right, right. your brain should be checked at the door while the <laughs> Dukes of Hazard mobile jumps over it. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to Doom Eternal. Yeah, I tried to play Doom. Not good at it. It I, is rough. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to play um, multiplayer a bunch of times, oh, I and I just you. got fucking smoked. I'm much better at Halo. And even that is, it depends on what weapon I get. Yeah. Halo's pretty unforgiving. Um, 
PUBG is more unforgiving. Oh, that is the most unforgiving. But I don't. I haven't played it since Friday. Um, just because I was getting so frustrated, where like I would, I would land, I would go in a house, I would get like the best weapons and armor and stuff, and I would walk outside, and someone would have a slingshot and kill me, <laughs> and it was like. No, but I just got all this gear. <laughs> or I would have them dead in my sights and I would hit them a couple times and then they would just turn around and shoot me once and like hit me in the big toe. And it was like, oh, well, you're dead. Sorry, Matt. Like, fuck you, game. I am not. <laughs> no, you have to understand he had poison tips. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a thing in this game. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I, I started to get frustrated. So then I, I started playing... Hollow Knight? Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, the platformer. Yeah, which which reminded me quite a bit of uh of Ori in the Blind Forest. Um that game took forever to beat. Jesus. Yeah, it took you a while, but you beat it. I I got I think 20% through the game and I couldn't get past the one part and I was like this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> that's all right. What are you into right now, Manny? Um I can't think of anything to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, not much. <laughs> I wish I wish I had a better answer for you. <laughs> well, you know, it's we've done a lot of these, so to come up empty one week is yeah. kind of okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if I was uh, hard pressed, gun to my head, um, you know, I, I guess I would say that. Uh, I've been kind of into uh, American Psycho lately, the Misfits record. I had uh, I had never heard the record, and I always just gave anyone who liked Graves era Misfits like the so much shit. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard American Psycho and Dig Up Her Bones, and I was like, those songs aren't the worst songs. <laughs> and then <laughs> this uh, is okay, okay, I guess. And then I I got it because um, I didn't have to pay for it. I like I had like rewards money or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll get that free shipping, no problem." Uh, and then I listened to it, and I was like, "This is actually pretty good." Not like Danzig era misfits good, but still pretty good. So yeah, I mean that if I had to if I had to say I was into something, it would be that because you know I <laughs> I can't drink for the next month. So I got to find something else to occupy my time. <laughs> Might I suggest records? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm also uh, starting to eBay shit. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that you had your uh, your longboard of uh, all your. Walking yeah, dead. they're not as worth. Uh, somewhere along the line, I think I threw away all the good comics. I know. I, I don't know why I did this. I, I was yeah. probably like in that headspace of just like, oh, I'm an idiot. Um. Always save them. I had from like 50 to like 175. And now I only have like 101 through like, I don't even have episode 100. It's stupid. Wow. Stupid. I have episode 150. Stupid. Anyway. Anyway. I do have some story arcs. So I have the Whispering Dead story arc. Oh. I have the All Out War story arc. Hmm. So I'm going to just sell those and they're... You know, I'll probably sell them for like 20, 25 bucks plus 
like $10 shipping or something like that. Mm. And just, just, and they're bagged and boarded, right? They're bagged and boarded. I would say that they're very good plus to near mint minus. I mean, I read them all, so they're not mint, mint, pristine mint, but they're in great fucking shape. Like, yeah, they did nothing else but sit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you charge, like, it's not like I'm charging three hundred dollars, where right. somebody's going to be like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Uh, like, I just ordered, uh, I just got the Andrew WK. I get wet vinyl, mm-hmm. and it had uh, seam splits in shipping, and I was like. God, and then I was like, "Who gives a shit?" You have the record. It sounded good. Sounds great. And the seam splits don't impact the vinyl. Um, it just impacts the uh, packaging. Yeah, the and the covers. The cover looks great. Part. But now I'm like, I'm you know, kind of coming to that place of just like how many records I have. I'm like, whoa, okay, let's sell them on Discogs. Oh yeah, I I've I should really go through my record collection and get rid of the stuff that I haven't listened to in 10 years because look, man, I don't need that Cobalt 60 CD anymore. I don't need that vein cage CD anymore. I have some stuff that's out of print. Maybe it'll go for a fair amount. I don't know, but that but stuff is all in good shape. I, you know, exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. It's just like, if I can get two to $3 plus three to five for shipping. So it basically comes out to what you would buy a used CD for. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Who cares? Um, I don't need the physical media anymore, and all I care about is records now. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'll be good. Uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Twitter. Uh, sometimes we're on it. Who knows? I fucking haven't done shit on it for years at this point. I think I I don't remember if I even have the login for it. Uh, we should figure that out. We should figure uh, it out. <laughs> I have it on my iPhone still. I can log into it. I can see. What's I, there. I know I have TFTDS pod, but I yeah. Don't, uh, yeah. Um, you know, we're doing great. Yeah. Just fucking <laughs> social media geniuses over here. Uh, I'm at Matt Noss on Twitter, though. I do use that still. Uh, I am at. Um, Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. And I know that you use that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely use uh, Instagram more than Twitter just because it's a lot easier to do something really quick and mm. like, oh, hey, look at that. You know, Garrett did something really funny. Hard. Oh, fuck. All Black Dodge Ram? Yes. Jesus. Two million, over over two million views. That is insanity. Good for him, man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Crusher. It's so... F- it's like it's one of those things where it's like I I just knew something was going to hit, mm-hmm. and he just has been so persistent and, con- and really consistent is, about it. Yeah, he is really putting stuff out, and he just sold a bunch of T-shirts. Nice, and I'm like all fucking for him because I'm just like he's been doing it for like three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know, I mean, like they're. They're funny. He, he does a good job. And three years of just like nothing, like mm-hmm. nobody showing him love, but just like, nah, I gotta, gotta keep doing this. And then all black Dodge Ram. <laughs> all black Dodge. And it, uh, I, I don't know if you read the comment um, from, I don't know. I can't remember what he's saying, um, even though I know his name. Jesus, this sucks. Michael Owen Smith. 
I don't know if you read the comment from Michael Owen Smith. I did not. But he's been going through all the direct IMs that they've been getting. And everybody thinks his name is Wayne. (laughs) Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. Congratulations, Garrett. I'm so excited for you, man. (laughs) Uh, Well earned. Earned every moment of it. All right. Well, that's the show. So we'll see you on the next episode of Matters. That's (laughs) true. Yeah, I my my throat did something weird, and it went higher than it was supposed to. Ah, yes. <laughs> strain. His name is Matt. His name is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try.